Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I am here with Jenna Francis Dubik. We're going to be talking about Murderitaville. It's out March 1st, digital, Blu-ray, and VHS. Basic synopsis, a group of prop rock fans, fanatics, shall we say. Uh, they're on their way to an impersonation uh, contest, and they start getting killed off mysteriously. And your character, she's not the biggest fan. I feel like she's just kind of along for the ride. So take me into how did you get involved with this? Uh, Paul had seen my demo reel on YouTube and reached out to me and just thought that I was a good fit for the character. Um, I really had no idea what um, I was getting into or what to expect with the movie. Like, But when I read the script, I just thought it was, it was so funny and, and really fun. And just I was excited to start it. So. Absolutely. <laughs> it's worth pointing out that this is not, uh, I don't want to say a classic horror film. It's a comedy horror film. It's funny. I mean, there's just some moments that make you groan, which is always fun. But there is, <laughs> there's murder. <laughs> there's murder. Yes. And you character quite the badass. I don't even know what the little, uh, is it a spear gun? Like, what is it? But you're so like badass with it because the whole, you know, first part of the film, you're just like, I don't want to be here. I don't know what the big fuss is. I don't even like the man. You know, it's like, yeah. I will kill for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, I was going to say, I really like in the script that like, she had a whole backstory, you know, of why she really hated Jimmy Buffett. And I thought that, that was so funny too. Nice to have that little bit of backstory because if not, you have people like, you know, Rob slash Bert slash Bob. Yeah. <laughs> not getting uh, you know, why you're not as crazy for the former as the rest of them are. Like, why are you even here kind of attitude? And then he's like, oh, my God, he's your dad. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me a little bit about you. Like, growing up, did you want to be an actress? Did you want to be on stage? Or did you want to be in films? Is this your dream? Yes, this is. Um, I started really getting into acting, I guess, in high school and theater. Just came out on stage and, and loved it so much. Um, and then when I was about 18, I started studying more for film and realized what a big difference it was from theater and film. And um, I've just been studying since then and falling in love with film and acting and everything, yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. Uh, where was this filmed? Where was Margarita filmed? It was filmed in Mississippi, um, like right past the border, Louisiana, Mississippi. I'm I only ask because it's gorgeous, the location, but it's also yeah. lent itself to like that creep factor that you needed. I mean, that water is so muddy and murky and anything could be hiding in there. And I was like, is this Florida? No. <laughs> <It's just so. laughs> yeah, I was definitely kind of scared to jump in there. I think Paul actually, he jumped in first so that I wouldn't be scared to jump in because I didn't know what was in there, you know, alligators or whatever, but um, it was, it was safe. It was fine. But it's fun. <laughs> well, we'll have to ask how you even begin to scout for that situation, because you're right. There could have been any, I mean, at the very least, it could have been like, a, I don't know, a catfish or something. Yeah. That, <laughs> the girl that, you know, if algae touches my leg, I think I'm dying. So. Same. same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the, um, the owner of the house too, he had said that like during Ida, some of the other properties houses, like, came off into the water so there might have been like some metal parts down in the water too so and I could kind of feel it with my foot but I just like wasn't 
jumping straight on it or anything like that. But, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> That's great acting too, because it looks like you just willy nilly, like panic, jump off what, the dock or whatever it was. You're just like, you know, so <laughs> knowing that so much forethought went into it. And can you imagine like you touch, I don't know, a shingle or something from a house? Yeah. That- what is it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was definitely um exciting like something I've never done before you know having to do that so it was it was a good challenge (laughs) what it kind of reminded me of not in in, like a real way but like being in Girl Scouts and you had to like learn how to tip your canoe back over yeah (laughs) with all your clothes on and your shoes on and everything and so it kind of when I saw it happen, I, I was kind of like, I had this flashback, this, I don't know, minor PTSD, <laughs> like, no. don't, dirty water, I can't understand it, no. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun, though. It was really fun filming it. We we laughed so much, like, on the set, it was, it was really fun. But I think what's really cool about the film as well is it has that, the thing, a thing that I love is where it's like, a scene is happening and then it's like 30 years later or 20 years later or whatever, even, you know, Avengers five years later. And it's kind of like, Oh, this has been going on. This mm-hmm. has been going on a while. And it's also this like subtle nod to, I don't know if we want to name who the, the singer is, but it's a nod to like the longevity of that person's popularity. They've been doing this for a long time and people have been loving him for a long time. It's, I don't know, it's just like this little subtle nod to that. And just like this, I don't know, it gave me a feeling of these people did their research and these people, this is a labor of love, this film for, a, you know, that specific performer. And I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, it was really thought out. I think that there was like every single thing almost was a reference in a way. Like they really did their research to find out more about him and, you know, his songs and everything. It's oh, really- yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Charles's character early, 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 early on, he gets out of the car and he goes, oh, I blew out a flip flop. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's like, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. It's kind yeah. of like Waldo. It's like, find the restaurant, <laughs> take a sip of your margarita every time. Right. Definitely. <laughs> like, it has to be kind of cool to, to be involved in a project that's like centered and, and so much love for a performer. Are you a fan, like in real life? Yeah, I mean, I am, but I definitely didn't listen to as many as I do now, I think. I definitely started listening to more after. But yeah, I am a fan. <laughs> it's going to inspire more fans, maybe. That's cool. Yeah, I think so. Well, what's crazy is I grew up in Florida, and I had no concept. Like, I knew the name, but, like, my parents didn't listen to him. Mm. He's that big. There's, like, a he's got a restaurant's named after him. He's got this, that, and the other. It's, like okay wow if he's not just some like or he was not just some like uh, beach bummy guitar playing weirdo yeah kind of nice to have a film like this that reminds people that he was a phenomenon yeah 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 it's crazy I did a lot more research on him too after you know I found out about this film and stuff and he has so many songs like they just keep going back in years he he wrote so many albums and he has places everywhere and he was definitely big I I get what you're saying about how like you knew the name but it was like uh, I didn't really listen to him that much it's kind of the same for me like I've just seen that name everywhere but I didn't realize how big he was yeah. you know 
So, yeah. But I think it's cool. I think it's nice that, um, that Paul and Dylan wrote this film and, you know, and you guys just acted the hell out of it. And I love that you have like the whole, and I might mispronounce the last name. Is it Simono or Simono? You've got like the whole family. <laughs> You've got Carter, Pierre and Dustin, like all acting. And it, it's just, what a fun, fun experience. Like as a family experience, as a friend's experience, as a learning experience. And just like, like I said, just this love letter to a performer that's beloved by millions. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm sorry. I was dealing with some technical difficulties. I'm I'm out in the, the middle of nowhere today uh, on a shoot. So sorry, no. I had bad service and now I'm calling in. So hopefully you can hear me. You're perfect. We were just chit-chatting. We went on a tangent. We were talking about, uh, we started talking about the film and we started talking. And I, I still don't know if I should say the name. Are we allowed to say Jimmy? <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's a... I've I've had some conversations with some attorneys about what's legal and not in terms of marketing it, and it seems like as long as we don't use his name in any official marketing material, it's fine. Okay. We've been referring so, to him as the Parrot Head Man. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I think you know, I I like saying that that you know it's your your dad's favorite uh, margarita sipping beach crooner, you know that yeah, kind of. Yeah. But the Parrot Head Man makes uh, it's a little bit more succinct. Jenna Francis and I, we were just talking about kind of like me personally growing up, knowing that name, but not really understanding the phenomenon. And I wanted to Mm -hmm. jump in with you. Uh, We talked about the the concept and where it was filmed, but you wrote this and like, are you a mega fan? And that's why you wrote this or did that just kind of happen? You know, it's funny. Uh, Yeah, actually, I I didn't listen to his music growing up, you know, like weirdly, I just kind of came across it one time. Uh, I think I was driving on this long road trip and uh, a pirate looks at 40, right? Which is one of his songs came on the radio. And I was like, wow, that's a really good song. Who sings that? And I looked it up and I was like, Jimmy Buffett, the Margaritaville guy. So, all right, well, I guess I said it. So there you go. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, all I knew was Margaritaville and cheeseburger in paradise, right? Like that was the the extent of, of songs of his that I actually was aware of. And then I, I sort of did a deep dive and I get obsessed with stuff. So um, I did this sort of Jimmy Buffett deep dive and and found all of these, uh, just this huge discography. I mean, he's got an obscene number of songs that most people have never heard of uh, and some really beautiful music. And dare I say that things like Cheeseburger and Paradise are not the best representation of his (laughs) discography. But um, yeah, and from there, I just, I became a fan and, you know, I, I'm, uh, I find it very difficult to relax just he is a person and so i i like putting on beach music because it at least puts my subconscious mind in a state of like oh someday i'll relax but i never do yeah <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> yeah um, no but it, it's funny that you said that because i i feel the same way i feel like everybody's heard uh, margaritaville uh you know almost everybody's heard cheeseburger in paradise it, what is it come monday i don't know if that's the name of it mm-hmm. one of the prettiest songs i've ever heard Absolutely. Like once you go into the, the, like I said, the discography is very deep and there's some very, really profound and really, honestly, even so I get into a whole weird conversation about this, but like even Margaritaville, if you actually like listen to the lyrics, it's a very depressing song. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some really beautiful stuff that he wrote um, over his career, which I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. He was writing music for 60 years or so, um, you know, and if you, you're at that level for that long, you're going to write some good stuff eventually. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a phenomenon and it's not something, I mean, you can equate it to like sports fans maybe, but also like and the Beatles. I don't like queen. I don't like uh, one direction. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. And it's not even idolatry. It's more just like so many people love that thing or that person or that team. And it's, I mean, you can say, Oh, Taylor Swift. There we go. And it's like, Mm-hmm. It's kind, yeah. of kind of cool at the same time i can't imagine being the person though mm-hmm. yeah that had to be weird it's yeah, well i mean if you think about i mean because I, i've spent a little bit of time thinking about this especially since making the movie that it's almost like he created an entire genre of music right because it's not country music it's not rock music it's its own weird thing mm-hmm. um and yeah you, <laughs> obviously there were a lot of people who like that because like you said it is it is a whole yeah, unique culture. Like you could almost almost say folk music, but it's like, well, which folk? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I just it's something that's an, it's incredible. I did want to ask, um, can you take me into like thought process behind the character's creation? Because this is not disrespectful at all. I want you to understand that. But when it first popped up on screen, I busted out laughing. <laughs> I busted no, I don't look. I don't take that as any disrespect. That's that's awesome. That's that's exactly, you know, I'm my thought process on this whole thing is that I just I really like to to be silly and have a good time. And and the reality of it is, is that, like, I mean, my movies are generally considered, quote unquote, horror movies, but there's very little scary stuff in them at all. Um, They're just sort of horror adjacent because there's a whole other long explanation for that, but I won't go into that and bore you guys with it. Um, but yeah, the, the creation of the, the character was, was more or less, you know, I mean, I guess spoilers, cause I don't know how to talk about this without <laughs> spoiling what the character, I mean, it's in the trailer. So um, yeah, it's, it was, you know, Jimmy Buffett fans are called parrot heads. And so there was this, this thought process. Originally I, I came up with the title of just murder Readville one day while riffing. And I was like, Oh, that'd be a funny movie. And it went through a bunch of different iterations. You know, at one point it was going to be uh, a bunch of Jimmy Buffett impersonators basically getting locked in a bar. And then it was going to be kind of like, and then there were none, you know, where they're each getting killed off one by one. Um, and then I don't know how just through different developments and conversations and things it, it turned into, well, what if we made it a literal monster, like a werewolf type thing? Uh, and then myself and Dylan, the guy who I wrote the script with, we went back and forth about what is the lore of parrot head, you know, and, and why does he turn into, uh, this monster and, and all these other sorts of things. And we kind of just would go back and forth and laugh about it. And, uh, the girl who did the makeup, uh, is a friend of, of, of a friend and she's, she's really, really talented. And she's like, well, what do you want him to look like? And I said, I want him to look like a man who has a parrot for a head. And so it was, there was some back and forth on that. And she was like, I don't understand. Um, so eventually she kind of mocked some stuff up for me and sent it to me. And she was like, like this. And I was like, that's perfect. You know? So that was, uh, that was kind of the rundown on, on, on how that came to be. And, um, you know, in casting that character, I enlisted my friend Carter because he's one of my oldest friends. And I, you know, when you know somebody for a really long time, you know, you can torture them a little bit. And uh, he was sitting in the makeup chair for a good three hours a day just to get all that stuff on, <laughs> glued on and painted. And because it was literally, she would start from scratch every day, you know, uh, put a bald cap on him and then glue feathers onto the bald cap and paint his face and the, any of the whole nine yards. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a ridiculous final product but it's a lot of fun i think well it is and 
half the budget went to feathers, obviously. So. <laughs> <laughs> feathers and beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, what was uh, hilarious is there's a part uh, very early on. Um, I think it's your character is telling the story about the shark, the opera shark dude. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the, uh, the graphic of the, the shark, it may, it jump scared me and it's not supposed to, it's supposed to be funny, but I was like, Oh my God. And, but then laughed. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like a ridiculous without purpose. <laughs> so, so good on you. Thank you. Yeah. That, um, that entire bit came up just because I have a friend, the guy who plays the opera singer who sings opera and I was trying to get him to do a part in the movie. And he was like, I don't really want to act, man. He was like, all I want to do is sing opera. And I was like, it's fine. We'll throw you in the movie. You can sing some opera and I'll have a shark eat you. And I'd said it as a joke just on the phone with him. And I was like, that's not a bad idea. That's kind of funny. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's the story of how that stupid joke came into existence. Well, I loved it because uh, Jenna Francis and I were talking earlier, like there's little nods that uh, I don't know, these little thinking points. And that was one. It's just a, it's just like a side bit. And it's, it's cool that, you know, you got your friend in there and yeah. As soon as he sang, I said, oh, this is a real singer. <laughs> but it's also like <laughs> big into like TikTokers or, you know, Instagrammers. And it's like, mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. It's like, <laughs> you know, no TikTokers, no shade to Instagrammers. You know, everybody's doing it. But it was kind of like a funny way to say people sometimes go out and do stupid shit. That's <laughs> <You know? laughs> a cool like thinking point. It was nice. And so it just like proves to me again and again and again that you can have comedic horror films that actually are thoughtful, I guess. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's what I, I think to me, comedy and horror, are those it's a, it's strange that there's not more decent ones. Um, Cause I, I find that those two uh, emotions are like right on the same line, right? There's, there's a, I don't know. I guess when you get to an extreme of any emotion, like the, the, the difference between the two becomes sort of uh, blurred. Right. But it, I mean, how many times have you been in the theater watching a horror movie, you know, and something jumps out and scares the crap out of everybody. And then everybody kind of just starts laughing afterwards. There's natural response that you have to have. It's, I, I guess it's a safety mechanism that we've developed over thousands of years as human beings, but to just, you, you know, laughing in the face of fear is, yeah. uh, you know, it's, I think it's a natural combo. I think it has, it's kind of a release, the laughter after. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, I've had two real life experiences just this week with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> to tangent for a minute, uh, the dogs were barking out back last, no, not last night, the night before last. And so, you know, I'm like, we live in an area where it could be possums, armadillos, it could be coyotes. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, girls, come on, let's get in. And they're going nuts behind this tree. And it's like a tree surrounded by bushes. And so my partner comes out too, and he's got, he's got his phone with a flashlight and he thinks it's his cat. So he goes, come here. And he goes, Wah! and he's doing the Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to hate that I'm telling the story, but I, he terrified me. I'm like, what is it? And then I busted, I almost peed my pants because it was a possum. And it's just like, there's something about being terrified that makes you laugh and i don't think it makes you a psychopath so much as it just it's a natural it's releasing releasing the pressure that's been building up for 15 minutes so it's so it's so necessary and it's so well done 
and it's well done in your film to kind of give people a break if something's just so tense and so scary and so jump scary for like two hours you're drained and you're bitter afterwards you know what i mean it's like yeah well thank you very much that's a that's a great compliment i really appreciate that yeah we you know like i said we we just i i'm personally of the belief that that life is too serious and people people have enough misery in their lives as it is and i feel like (laughs) you know turning your brain off for a minute and laughing at some stuff is, is always a a worthwhile endeavor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it comes out March 1st on digital Blu-ray and VHS, which is a, that's like a gold star idea right there. Like VHS serious. Come on, throwback. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's a, there's a big, you talk about, you know, you were mentioning like the, the people who get, got obsessed with Jimmy Buffett or sports fans or Taylor Swift. Like there's a group of people who are obsessed with VHS tapes. Like they still, especially people who like horror movies, they, there's something about that aesthetic, I guess, mm-hmm. of uh, watching a, something scary on a, on a VHS tape. And yeah, it's, it's just, so I, you know, I, I personally have, I still have some old VHS tapes that I like to watch. I mean, there's something again, just aesthetic about it. That, that's kind of fun. Well, it's not, it's not finding the VHS. That's the problem. It's finding the VCR. Oh yeah. And, I'll tell you this, they're expensive as all hell. <laughs> they, yeah. You know, if you go on eBay now, a VCR will cost you like two or 300 bucks. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jenna Francis is going, oh, what now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always had those too. <laughs> I'm not that young. <laughs> I am 100% down with the, the idea that the VHS tape gives, lends itself to a, a different experience. It's kind of like listening to Christmas music or classical music on vinyl. There's just something about absolutely. the dips and the, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And I'm a big fan. I've got a whole box of uh, Disney VHS out in the garage. They're probably not, they're probably not good anymore, but you know, it is what it is. I have them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, you know, they're surprisingly durable. I had a, a buddy of mine give me just boxes and boxes of tapes from when he was a kid. Um, and they because basically I, I have two young children so he was like hey i have all these old disney movies and basically knock off disney movies on vhs and you know that i had a vcr just because i put my movies out on vhs so he gave mm-hmm. them to me and they've been sitting in the shed in south louisiana for whatever 15 20 years and, um, uh, amazingly they hold up because yeah that south louisiana heat uh, you know well uh, you know if they if they go bad it's just an excuse to buy more hello there you go <laughs> well, uh, like we said, Murderitaville is out March 1st. What is up next for you, Jenna Francis? Um, I don't have currently any specific role planned or anything, but I am continuing to audition very frequently. And I'm going to start going back to acting classes more and just focusing more on my career. Yeah. And for you, Paul, what's up next? That's a great question. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of things in on the on the pan or on the fires, I guess. I don't know, whatever the idiom is that I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, I know for sure that at some point, probably this year, our goal is to put out a few more films this year. Um, we'll see what, whether or not that happens. Cause it's, you know, it's like pushing a boulder uphill to try to get one of these things made. And, and thankfully we have people like Jenna Francis who are extremely talented and willing to deal with the, the idiots that I carry along with myself whenever I go to make one of these things. <laughs> um, yeah. 
maybe you know maybe an idea could be a sisyphus movie i'm just saying not a bad idea actually that's <laughs> I relate to that that uh, parable way too much, <laughs> but I I know for sure that um, we're going to be making a shark movie in the in the relatively near future, um, specifically because I've been asked by distributors who have picked up similar movies. They're like, "Hey, can you make a shark movie?" And I'm like, "I guess." There really hasn't been a good one since Jaws, but <laughs> if you're really going to twist my arm on it. So I think um, I think at some point we'll be doing uh, Shark the Ripper, in which yeah. the ghost of Jack the Ripper inhabits a shark. Um, I just had a mental image of that. <laughs> <laughs> the one though that I really want to make, which is it's it's going to be I keep putting it off because it's one of these that like I'm really I love the script and I really want to do it right. Um, is I have a musical sing along horror romantic comedy drinking game film. Nice. Um, called When Igor Met Sally. It's nice. about uh, Igor falling in love. Oh. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing I've ever written, and I really, really love it, and I, I hope to do it sometime soon, but it's I'm trying to get all the songs written for it. And, you know, if, if Jenna would be willing to come back and deal with all the <laughs> idiocy again, you may see her <laughs> popping up in more of our movies. Yeah, of course. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I would point out that she was she's available. <laughs> can you sing jenna francis because that you know that's going to come in handy sounds like mm, not the best singer no <laughs> maybe can hold like some notes but it's not... <laughs> and it's an excuse to get your opera singing friend back in so hey yeah right well i'll force him back in there there you go and you're right about the the shark not don't let me tangent again but you're right about the shark i saw the funniest stupidest and he knows that i call it this it's the funniest stupidest it's called ouija shark ouija shark 2 oh actually. yeah and i talked to john and i i said with all respect in the world john what the fuck <laughs> he just died back <laughs> i know ouija shark was a, a really big hit in japan yes um, there's a whole long story about why i know that but yeah <laughs> that's it, it like really blew up over there Yes. The Japanese apparently really have a thing for shark movies. So. <laughs> yeah. I think campy horror in general or funny horror, comedic horror is big in Japan too. And they get it. Yeah. <laughs> they have it's a humor that a lot of Americans don't. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, can people follow you on social media, Paul? Or the website? Yes. They can uh, find us at uh, it's at By the Horns TV on all the different social media channels, um, and then our website is bythehorns.store. Uh, if you pre-order Murderitaville right now, it's, it's at a discounted price. Uh, you can get it straight through our website. If you're going to buy it, please do it through there and not through Amazon because Amazon takes fifty percent of whatever it sells. And I'm a poor filmmaker with a mortgage and two children, so you know, <laughs> if you want to see uh, Shark the Ripper or or my musical by through our website because Jeff Bezos doesn't need another rocket. Exactly. He doesn't need another clock in the middle of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenna Francis, are you on the social media as well? Oh, yeah. I actually just deleted it for the new year. I mean, it's still up there, so you can still follow. And I'm sure I'll go back eventually. But, um, but yeah, I, I have it as well. You taking a break? Little social media break, but I'm sure I'll be back. <laughs> that's right well they can they can keep up with you and uh, 
when you've got huge things to announce, like your singing role and, you know, (laughs) 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 you guys, well, it's been amazing talking to you. The film is incredible. Murderitaville out March 1st everywhere and get your VHS, go buy your VCR off eBay, not Amazon and uh, (laughs) grab your film. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Great talking to you. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination, and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org. the poison pulling me she knows all about the drug i plagiarize all my apologies and they still want enough i know i know i know that i should let her go but i don't i don't i don't seem to be in control Be